Hello, and welcome to Destiny X, making a difference for this next generation. I have two very, very special guests with me today that I'm so excited to bring to you. We have my pastors, Pastor Don Allen and Pastor Christina, his beautiful wife, from the church at War Hill here in my hometown, Dawsonville, Georgia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, I'm so excited to have you both. I'm just so honored. We're the blessed ones, and the fact oh. that we consider you part of our our family, our church family, and, well, thank and thank you for the opportunity. It's an honor. Let's talk a little bit about the church today. I want to talk about revival. Let's talk about what God is saying to both of you today regarding the church. You know, I think the church is in a unique place. I've been here 30 years. Uh, we've spread out in six campuses, and <clears throat> so I'm finding the commonalities of, of what's happening in our church um, really matching up with what's happening. I, I was just with a group of young leaders and they were asking the same questions that our leaders are asking. You know, how do we stay relevant? How do we deal with the fact that people are questioning whether or not the church has validity in this hour? Right. And I think the greatest reason that they're struggling is they're struggling because uh, the church is lacking, and I was translating this this morning, they're lacking the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel effectively changing lives. It's become more of how do we give you the right spill to make you feel better about yourself Program. or to help fix your family or to help. My goal and my job is not to just help people. It's to, to give them the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. because what I can do in years, he can do in mere moments. Amen, amen. And I love that you say that because a lot of churches, it is a program. You start at nine o'clock. You have, you know, the announcements. It's time to take the offering. Let's do the three songs. We gotta wrap it up, you know, at a certain time. And one thing I do love about War Hill is that you let the Holy Spirit flow. If the worship is like really strong and the power's in the house, you continue and the worship just continues. It's not like three songs and you're done. And I love that because you allow the Holy Spirit to move. And when the Holy Spirit moves, that's when people are changed. That's when lives get transformed. That's when chains fall. That's when things start happening. Right. So I'm so thankful that you touched on that. Yeah, it's his house. You have to remember that. You know, That's what right. we're doing is for God. Yes. And um, like Don said, sometimes, you know, we work hard to offer <clears throat> opportunities for people to see change. So that's the word being fed into them. Yes. But what we forget a lot of times is that in a moment, the Holy Spirit can change everything. Yes. And if the Holy Spirit is moving, who are we to step in and stop that? That's right. Um, we're going to let him move. That's right. You'd be amazed how many people are trying to stop it, though, because there's the parking lot crew standing there going, <laughs> you know, we have another service walking in. And I'm like, it's okay. They're like, mm -hmm. no, it's not. We're, we have three services because there's so much uh, right. uh, just on this one campus here in Dawsonville. And there's so many people trying to get their lives changed uh, in that moment that I'm like, well, Park them on the sides of the road. It does not matter. What people need is an encounter mm. with God. That's it. They need an encounter. And that's a prayer that I pray for a lot of people. Lord, just let them have an encounter. They need a Holy Spirit encounter. And that's, you're, you're, yeah, right, spot on. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I love it. So um, let's talk about revival a little bit. I know that uh, Dawsonville's really... People are like, Dawsonville, yeah, we've heard of Dawsonville. And a lot of people didn't know about Dawsonville back in the day. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more, you know, known. Well, when we got here, there was 
one restaurant, it was a McDonald's, mm -hmm. and uh, a, a grocery store, and you decided which one you were going to eat which meal in, because, and you flipped the coin between the two of them. Right. Yeah. It's come a long way, as Dawsonville has. But watching the lives be changed, I mean, we've seen over 23,000 lives now be changed in the last three and a half years because of the revival. And it has a, has a, a, a back story of about 25 years that it took for revival to be born. Anything you would like to share, Pastor Christina? Um, you know, for us, the, it was amazing how God just began to um, take vessels that he was using that were doing what God had called them to do, mm -hmm. but weren't doing it in unity. And he began to break walls down, and unity began to happen. And that's what's amazing about the story of the revival. It is about multiple churches in multiple areas coming together right. with their people, um, sharing the word of God and mm -hmm. seeing lives changed. Yeah, one body, you know, we so are to be one body. Yeah. What had happened was this church had been started out of our church. <clears throat> so obviously, uh, you know, there were two churches that were pretty much decimated by the starting of, of, of the church that hosts the revival. And it had grown and then th went through some crisis and had was was almost closing. It was so mm -hmm. small. And, and, and what was happening was... Um, um, it was scary to them because the pastor was quitting and things were ending up in a, in a tough place. But then they had an encounter with God. I, I heard about it, but because of the conflicts of the between the churches, mm -hmm. um, I'd been told I wasn't allowed to come on the property. And I was like, okay, you know, I thought wow. that was interesting. And uh, and so the, the the guy preaching is calling me every week, going, "You got to come, you got to come." And I said, "I can't, I can't, I can't." And so then one night it gets even worse because um, <laughs> I get this message that my daughter is being ministered to at the revival. Mm. And I'm like, excuse me? And they said, yeah, they're broadcasting it live on, for everybody to see. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and I'm like, I will be there in just a moment and I will deal with you. But instead we, we yeah. sat there and watched as God just healed her. Yeah, yeah. And Chains began to fall off of her, Amen. and we knew that God literally had done something that we had been praying for for years and years and years. Right. And God used vessels, people that we did not realize God was going to use. Right. You know, you always want to see uh, your hand in sometimes their miracles, but that's not what God always right. intends. Right. Yeah, it was just one of those moments to where I was struggling because I knew God was speaking to me to bless Him, and I didn't want to bless Him. And uh, God actually spoke to me and said, you know, it was about a $7,500 gift for their church. And I, I said, God, there's not a chance in the world I'm going to do that for that wow. church. <laughs> and God told me, um, you will, you will do that yeah. or I'll take it all from your hands. Mm. And so I was like, oh, hold on. And so I said, well, it's all your fault because every time I speak to him, he makes me mad and we're going <laughs> to end up screaming at each other again. And, and I called and he repented to me. Wow and asked me to forgive him for all those years. And I was like, well, I called to bless you with this. And they went, and that was on a Thursday. On a Friday, he said, hey, we're coming to your church Sunday. And our church had grown to thousands at this point, and they had just, just a handful, maybe a hundred and something people mm -hmm. at this point. And they brought $50,000 and gave it to our church. God and was moving on both of your behalf. Yes. At the same, behind yes. the scenes, so I love that. Now I have to go over there 
so anyways, all the things that, and I know we don't have a, uh, forever with this, but all the things that began to happen was it had been a, a church revival. Well, War Hill had grown into, I mean, now we're multi-state campuses, and so we'd grown into this regional thing. Mm -hmm. And so the moment we, I walked in the atmosphere, it was funny, the, the guy that was supposed to preach that night, he, he got overzealous, <laughs> and he actually told the pastor, he said, move over, I'm just going to go ahead and start. And the pastor, and the whole, it's like the atmosphere just died. Mm -hmm. The pastor knew what was supposed to happen, and I knew what was supposed to happen. And the minute that the guy couldn't get any response, he turns it back over to the pastor, and the pastor said, come up here, Pastor Don. And we openly forgave each other in mm. front of everyone. I love that. And the that. Holy Spirit tangibly descended in the building. It was almost like the doors flew, flew open. open. <laughs> and it became <laughs> a regional thing. Yeah, right. And then, of course, God brought other people in, mm -hmm. that, and it became a national. And, and now we'll be walking out of a hotel in New Jersey or Maine, and somebody goes, North Georgia Revival, Pastor Don? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, we're glad you've been there. Oh and God. I was standing at Calvary, literally standing at Calvary. And a guy turns around and goes, you ever heard of Dawsonville, Georgia? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wow. And I thought how humbling to be standing remembering what Christ has done yeah. and people saying, look what Christ is doing now. Yes, I love that. Wow. Yeah. Woo, that just gets you like, that. that's our Holy Spirit. That's what right. he does. Right. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's it been interesting because not only did we see healing among uh, among the brethren or the, among mm -hmm. the people in the church, uh, we we began to see individual people whose lives were completely changed yeah. by what they experienced. Um, and and I'm for you know one of them. I mean mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit told me you're you're gonna you know you're gonna be a part, and I was like no I'm not. Um, I don't intend to do that. Right. And the Holy Spirit told me I was. And um, it was literally like when I went down uh, and came back out, I, I actually didn't come back out. I was just out in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And God just began to do a mending in my heart where my heart had been broken. And um, it was literally like I had been put under anesthesia yeah. and um, couldn't move and couldn't make a change and knew that God was literally... Um, putting things back together and mending me back together Amen. and causing my heart to be whole again. Amen. It was amazing. Now you had a vision recently. Tell us about that vision. So let me just say that that's typically not um, the type of person that I am. I don't typically, um, I mean, I do get prophetic words, but I don't typically see visions. And mm -hmm. I was um, praying really earnestly for a women's conference that I was hosting um, for our multi for all of our churches mm -hmm. to come together, and um, it was going to be my first experience. So I had a little bit of like you know the nervousness that goes along with that, and the I began to I was reading the word and I just began to see something. And as I began to see it, I began to see what God was trying to say, mm -hmm. and what I saw, and it was it was. Um, absolutely amazing what I began to see. I saw an army of women, and at first you think, woo, go women, um, but the army of women that I saw all had shaved heads, and they were angry women. It was like, literally like, um, uh, you know, spit was coming out of their mouth. They were angry. They had angry looks on their mm -hmm. face. Their fists were bald. Their stance at the line, there was a line that they hadn't crossed mm -hmm. yet. And their stance was army type, um, mm -hmm. where they were going ahead in battle. Um, mm -hmm. Their clothing was was muted coloring, so it was very gray um, coloring and those fatigue looks. And um, 
what I saw was just, it was overwhelming to see them fight. They were mm -hmm. fighting, but there was no identity to who they were. They were fighting for a cause that was not their cause. And um, I then began to see ladies who had, and I'm not quite sure the importance of this, but they had red lipstick on and a lot of makeup. Mm -hmm. So their makeup was very um, prominent. So mm -hmm. cheeks were mm -hmm. there, their eyelashes mm -hmm. were really long. So the mm -hmm. eyelashes that were like going up mm -hmm. into their, no hair again, mm -hmm. so going up into their scalp. Wow. And uh, red high heel shoes. What I began to pray is, okay, Father, what are you showing me here? Mm -hmm. You know, are you saying that women are going to get up and we're going to be an army and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with? Mm -hmm. And it was like, no. What you're seeing is that women have been fighting for what they think are the rights to go forward, and they're fighting a battle that they shouldn't be fighting. Because in the process of fighting this battle, they're leaving behind a generation of people mm -hmm. that they've lost. And instead, they're leaving behind husbands. They're leaving behind children. Yeah. Some of them aren't even having those children because they think they're fighting a battle that they're supposed to win. Mm -hmm. But the battle is the Lord's. That's it's right. not their battle That's to right. win. And what I began to see for our women's conference was that, you know, we need to take back who we are in Christ mm -hmm. and who God's called us to be. And it is okay to take back our identity right. and be the woman that God's called us to be. And I think that's where a lot of equality has come and erased the fact that women can be women. Right. Um, because we sometimes in years past have felt like we couldn't be heard. Right. But now what I'm seeing is that, um, yes, we are a voice to be reckoned with. God is using us. Yes. But in the process of being used, we need to be careful not to leave behind and let go of the people that are following us and are supposed right. to be following us and are supposed to be with us. Right. We don't need to forget our children. We don't need to forget our, our, our place with our husbands right. and our place within the church. Right. You know, Pastor Don was just preaching on that. Um, you know, people are watching us. They Very are watching so. us. They're listening. <clears throat> they're, when we don't know that they're watching us. Right. So yeah, that yeah. was the message just recently that you preached because yeah. that, that yeah. it was a great message and it was spot on. So, yeah. Six seconds of borrowed time. Yeah. yeah. How that someone else's faith equipped another person to reach and break a world record mm -hmm. that they didn't believe in themselves, but they believed in the person who said, I believe in you. Right. So they borrowed their faith and mm -hmm. accomplished more than they could have ever imagined. Yeah. That's why it's important that we tell of the times that God has delivered us and yes. tell of the times that God has broken off the chains Ooh. and tell yeah. of the times that God has made, has moved and mountains have moved for us because yeah. then people that are listening or watching or hearing our story can say, mm -hmm. wow, God did that for you. I know that he can do that for me. And I know That's without right. a shadow of a doubt that he will. His word says it, it you know, he's not, a, right. he doesn't favor one over another. That's right. And, That's right. Um, I think it's important that we do tell the world about what God's done. You know, that brings a memory back when COVID hit. My son was, I heard him on the phone in his room talking to one of his friends and they were talking about COVID. You know, he had him on speaker and he's like, well, my mom says God's in control. <laughs> so they are listening. They are, <laughs> they are listening. More they than are. you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, is there anything that the Lord's laid on both of your hearts, any prophetic words or any thing that you feel that the viewers would want to hear or that you'd like to share? You know, I'm in the middle of a 
probably one of the greatest joys of my life right now. I've, I've spent my whole life in the Word. You know, I, uh, my PhD is in uh, Bible translation. I, I've read pretty much every known English copy mm-hmm. there is cover to cover. And so I was chosen by the team that did, did the Passion Bible. Mm. Uh, they're now the team that's working on a new translation and I get to lead. And nice. it's like every day I'm reminded uh, how much it all pieces together mm-hmm. and it's all pointing toward the end. Mm-hmm. That, there's an, that Jesus is coming. Yeah. That Jesus, uh, this morning as we were do, dealing with a part of Corinthians, where he's saying, you know, look guys, you're going to have to deal with this, this, and this, mm-hmm. but ultimately Jesus will come and mm-hmm. Jesus will show you the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's all about keeping our eyes on Jesus down to the last. We were talking about six seconds, but what if it was just 1.6 seconds? Mm-hmm. Right. Now think about that for just a minute. <clears throat> My little boy is playing basketball. And they're trying their hardest, and, and you know he had a great year last year as MVP, and, and he's a little short, but he's a great three-point shooter, and, and, he, and he, everything's going great. But the other night, they were losing. And there was 1.6 seconds left on the clock, and the coach calls a timeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you call a timeout with 1.6 seconds? Right. Because... The coach was saying to them, we're not done yet. There's still time on the clock. That's right. We can still score another goal. We can still do our best. So I think what God's been really saying to me for the church is, you know, one thing that I've always celebrated is in 30 years, people that show up and go, you're still preaching the same gospel you were preaching 30 years ago. I'm like, well, yeah, uh, did it change in the last 30 years? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, they're like, you know, this church talks about the river for this season, and they talk about the falling gold for this season, and they talk about this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, we were told to preach the gospel. Right, right. We still have time on the clock. We still have to remind people what God is doing. Right. And even though it may look like things are spiraling toward the return of Christ right now. Right. There's still time. And it's our job, and I think it's what I've been trying to remind churches. You know, when I started preaching, I was just a, you know, I always say this, when I got here, I was skinny with dark hair, so things (laughs) have changed a lot. But I was just a kid, and then, you know, by 13, I was traveling the world. And then after that, I I went to that, uh, you know, young pastor stage, and then one day I realized I wasn't the youngest pastor in the room. And then I became a creative guy, and now... As we're grandparents now, I get to be that grandfatherly role. And it's like I travel to hundreds of churches and pastors and say, don't give up yet. That's right. Keep your focus. That's right. There's time. Keep running the race. Jesus is coming. Yes. Coming soon. You know, in Revelation, you know, it even talks about the elect can be deceived. Mm-hmm. So I, it's very important, you know, like you said, that we, no matter what's going on around us, we have to stay focused on Him and stay focused right. on the eternal things. And that's what keeps us going. Right. I know that's what keeps me going. Right. I don't wake up every day and go, oh, it's, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, right. the, the life happens, things happen, yeah. but yeah, it's how we deal with it, you know, how we respond. Right. In, uh, in saying that, something that, a scripture I was so I challenged the ladies at the women's conference to 
learn scripture mm -hmm. because you know we learn songs and we sing songs of right. worship if the songs are scriptures yay but if they're not it, you, we need to be learning what the yes. word teaches That's us right. and one thing i'm challenged on right now is mark 7 23 23 and it talks about what comes out of a man's mouth will reveal the condition of his heart from the heart come all evil plans, sexual immorality, stealing, murder, adultery, greed, hate, deceit, shamelessness, envy, abusiveness, haughtiness, and thoughtlessness. All of these are born from the heart of a man and will make him unclean. Yeah. And you know, if you'll remember, this was, this, Jesus was talking to the disciples and the people in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't just saying to the unsaved, he was saying to us mm -hmm. that we need to watch what comes out. And we sometimes, I feel like sometimes as Christians, we go, okay, well, I didn't do that, check. I didn't do that, check. But then, you know, what is in our heart? What is in our minds, you know? Right. And I thought this is something in my season mm -hmm. of life I'm focusing on, I'm memorizing, and I'm saying, God, make me the vessel that you want me to be. Right. Because he used a donkey. That's right. Okay, that's right. so if he can use a donkey. He can use anybody, well, anything. Well, not only can he anything. use anybody, but if I'm not willing to step up, right. he will get what he has. He'll get it done. That's right. Why do you, you keep know, pointing this way when you say he used the donkey? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I really wasn't saying that. <laughs> in, in hearing both of you in this interview, you know, you both have been very obedient in a lot of different ways. And I believe that's one reason God has really blessed the church. And it's going to continue to grow. I mean, this is just the beginning. I mean, it's going to, because I, you know, I'll ask people just in general conversation, where do you go to church? You know, it kind of opens up a conversation. Yeah. And when they're like, well, we're looking for a church. Right. And I'm like, War Hill. Oh, yeah, we pass by that church. We see it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but there, there's, there's an anointing so strong. Because like I told you when I passed by, I love the name, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then um, and now this is, the tr you know, my, my home church that I'm going to. Right. So, and God planted us in Dawsonville. Um, you know, we've been in Hall County for so long. Right. So now we're planted here in Dawson, so we'll see what, what he does with that. Right. Dawson was the one place we didn't want to go. <laughs> Same we, here. I'm like, that's so far out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not that far. God all those years right. ago, 30 years ago, Lord, please don't send us to Dawsonville. Yeah. And he sent us to Dawsonville. <laughs> I said, I actually prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, <laughs> I will go to Africa and be a missionary yeah. if you want. I will go here. I'll go there. I said, I'll even go to New York if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. But Lord, please don't send me to Dawsonville because when you grew up where I grew up, Dawsonville was the wrong side of the track. Mm. And I also had a, a very uh, multi-ethnic view that I wanted things to be. And it was, there was, it, this was the heart, the, the, you know, the, the leaders of racism are buried in this community and they right. celebrate it. And, uh, and so watching what God has done over 30 years has been right. amazing. Mm -hmm. But it, it blows my mind what God did here yeah. and what he's going to do. Um, but here's, here, here's the, the great joy of where I, my life is. I've seen him do it anywhere anybody's hungry. That's right. And that's part of the thing we're seeing with this revival that we're, we're right. having. It, it's not how big or how small a church is. It's all about the hunger. The Holy Spirit and God is hunger. meeting people right where they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and changing their lives and so right. that's that's just so significant so important yeah you know i i always say you know the 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 people in my i say my tribe 
you know, we always say we go where the power is. We mm -hmm. want to go where the power is. Mm -hmm. I can't be in a dead church. You know, I have to go where the power is. And I have to fill the Holy Spirit. And, you know, um, what's the purpose? We should be hungry to go to church. I get excited on Sunday morning when I'm in town. Like if I'm out of town and I'm missing church, I'm in the airport looking on my phone, <laughs> of, of, you know, and right. I'm like, I'm tuned in. I'm in wherever I'm at. Right. But I get excited when I can go to church. And we sh it's, we sh we're supposed to fill ourselves, you know, we, right. we, we fill ourselves when we hear the word being, like you said, the gospel, which is the good news. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so and I think I like that's, that. some, that's really sad what, you know, what our country has just recently gone through with COVID and we were shut yeah. down for such a, a period of time yeah. that, you know, there's still fear out there. I, mm -hmm. I deal with it on a daily basis in my career and I see the fear written over the faces of yeah. people who don't want to be ill and I and I, I can understand but in that fear I think Satan has used that and has kept people yeah. out of the house of God and when you're in the house of God stir you know, it up. stirs up you know and when we were home we would also watch online and, yeah. and I know that there's a great opportunity for that and I appreciate it mm -hmm. but I'm just saying there's something about being in the house of God and seeing the faith yeah. of others rise up when you're having a bad day, but you look over there and someone that you know probably is having a worse day mm -hmm. than you because of their diagnoses, yeah. but their hands are raised and they're worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of mm -hmm. Lords through all that they're going through. It builds your faith and you That's say, right. okay. And, or when the Holy Spirit is moving and you know that God is wanting to touch someone and you can go and you can minister to them. Right. And, and sometimes your prayer um, and the leading of the Holy Spirit is what changes mm -hmm. their direction in that day. That's right. It's the anointing that it breaks is. the yoke. It is. Listen, I want to thank you for using <clears throat> this tool that God's given you to oh, yeah. speak you. encouragement yeah. into all of those and, and to give an opportunity like this. You know, right. uh, I, I'm just wondering what kind of response I'm going to get because here's the problem that I, I have is everywhere she goes with me, people, <laughs> when she speaks, people will come up to me. I, I speak eight to ten times every week. Mm -hmm. And people will come up to me and go, man, what a powerful sermon. And I'm like, okay, which one? And they're like, the one your wife brought. <laughs> and I'm like, that was like a year ago. And they're like, so I believe you're going to get great response. Well, you're a team. So, you're yeah. one. I, she, walked in, she walked into Sunday school when I was eight years old, and I fell head over heels in love um, with her right there on the spot. I've heard her speak. <laughs> I heard you at the ladies' tea, and you are a very good speaker. Very Thank powerful. You. Thank you. So it's just an honor to... to to um, you know, attend the church and um, just the word. The just you bring a word every Sunday. I, I mean, you really do. Yeah. And like I said, I, I I only go where the Spirit is. Well, God leads me where I'm mm -hmm. supposed to be. He always has. Mm -hmm. But um, I want to thank you both. Is there anything as we're going to come to a close that you'd like to share with our viewers? A prophetic word God may have given you, or something that you'd like to close out with. You know, I think one of the key things we have to do is make sure we find someone who is coming behind us and help them uh, get their feet under them. So I'd encourage pastors, find a younger pastor, sow into their lives, or find a worship pastor if you're a worship minister. Find somebody that you can help, equip, because when we open doors for others, it's something about that God said what you sow, you reap. And so I think it'll definitely be well worth your time. Well, thank you both so much. It's been such thank an you. honor. And thank you for tuning in with us today on Destiny X. You can find us at destinyx.tv, making a difference for this next generation, making a difference for all generations, where we are raw, real, and redeemed. Till next time, God bless you.